Truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Good morning, Christian America. Eddie here with the Christian American community and the Christian American t-shirt company coming to you this Friday. These are the words that Jesus gives his disciples. This is the lesson that, that he teaches his followers, the ones that are traveling around with him, the ones that he gives insights to, the, the people that he cares so much about and he's trying to explain to them exactly how to enter the kingdom of heaven in today's scripture passage it's a short one but it's an important one it's an important one for a variety of reasons it should change the way you think about yourself and about your life and about the everlasting life that jesus can give you and, and how do we get into it how do we get into the kingdom of heaven this is a question that the followers his disciples asked him Let's find out what else he said today as we get ready to delve into the scripture, as we get ready to educate ourselves. So let's get right down to it. Good morning, Christian America. All right. Good morning, Christian America. Eddie here with the Christian American community and always with... At and as always, with the Christian American T-Shirt Company coming to you this Friday. And for those of you who haven't noticed, we've changed up the podcast schedule. We're coming to you now two days a week. That's Mondays and Fridays. Mondays to get you started off right. Get your week started right in the right, uh, in the right mood, in the right mind frame to get you out there spreading God's message, living the example that Christ calls us to live. And then Fridays, we come as you prepare ourselves for the weekend where we where we get to interact with those that are closest to us more often, you know, during this weekend time. And we give you some scripture to educate yourself on. The true wisdom resides in the book. You know, scripture says that true wisdom begins with the with fearing of God, right? Understanding that he controls everything. He, uh, he is there for our benefit. He is there to help us along the path of life in the process of getting to everlasting life and it's that topic getting into the into everlasting life into the kingdom of heaven is a question that people have pondered for centuries now uh, and if you think and if we think that we're the first ones to think of these arguments or have these thoughts because we're so quote-unquote enlightened in 2020 uh, you shall be mistaken these uh, questions about the community, these questions about everlasting life, these questions about the kingdom of heaven have uh, have been around since the beginning of time, since Adam and Eve, and they were uh, in the fall, and they were cast out of paradise. We have been uh, always intrigued on how do we get back into paradise with with God, and in today's passage. Uh, that we're continuing to go down through the New Testament, through the book of Matthew. We're on Matthew chapter 18, and we're going to start with verse 1 in chapter 18. Um, Jesus is again meeting with his disciples. They're accompanying him, and he's giving them lessons to live by. And you'll notice a trend as we move along through the Gospels that the uh, that his disciples, that his followers are are occasionally wondering exactly what he means in some of these parables and he has to explain and sometimes he gets a little frustrated but he explains it anyway um and also they, they tend to jockey for position 
uh, later on in Scripture, you you will come across the passage where you know James and John are arguing amongst himself about who will be number one in the kingdom of heaven, and Jesus then gives a lesson. It's something similar to this passage where uh, when Jesus reveals or, or reiterates the fact that he is the son of God and he shouldn't have to pay the temple tax. If you don't know what I'm talking about with the temple tax, go back to last week's podcast. Listen to the podcast on Jesus and the temple tax and how he shouldn't have had to pay the temple tax because he is the child of God. He is the son of man. And it's in this conversation that the, uh, that the, the disciples come to him and they start chapter 18. And so we're going to read verbatim exactly this small portion of scripture for, you know, word for word so that you understand, that we all understand what is being said and it's unfiltered. So, and then we'll discuss what Jesus is saying, hopefully uh, come to uh, an an idea of one of the things or the thing he could have meant and what does it mean today and and look at the parallels uh, in today's society. So if you turn to your Bibles, Uh, to Matthew chapter 18 verse 1 it says at that time the disciples came to Jesus and asked who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven he called the little child to him and placed the child among them and he said truly I tell you unless you change and become like children you will never enter the kingdom of heaven therefore Whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Now, there is the portion of scripture we're going to talk about. That's not a chapter. It's not even close. It's just a snippet. And it's an important snippet because there's a lot to be said in here. One, it says about... It says a lot about who we are as human beings and our human nature to fight amongst ourselves and to try to figure out how do we become the most successful that we can. And so the disciples here are saying, how, who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Right? How do it, it, The implied question is, how do I become greatest in the kingdom of heaven? If there's going to be a rank structure, I want to be at the top of that rank structure. It's again, we see this in ourselves in every organization of every institution of every corporation, whether it be employment, whether it be uh, nonprofits, whether it be uh, political organizations, whether it's nonprofit organizations, whether it's Christian organizations, there's constantly a, a vibe, uh, an undertone of individuals that are trying to be successful and be more successful than everyone else. And so when when they have the keys to success, when they have the, uh, an idea of what the boss wants, you're going to push for it. And usually if you're talking about corporate America, if you're talking about um, making profits, or if you're talking about worldly things, how to be successful in the world, you, we, people tend to uh, push down those around us, elevate ourselves, make ourselves more marketable, make ourselves more available, outwork, um, uh, outthink, outmaneuver our competition, the people to our left and our right, and that's how we move on up. That's how we see our lives. This is how humanity and humans uh, thinking worldly, thinking as a human would, not as God would, how we move up 
the success ladder. Uh, and so in, that, in, in, in human terms, it's an easy, uh, it's an easy rationale to think, oh, it's, that, that's a good question because I want to find out how to be successful. And you should be asking yourself the same question. If we want to be into heaven, if we want to be greatest in the kingdom of heaven, what can I do? What should I be doing? How do I live a good life in order f- that God may accept me when the, when the day comes and my time on earth is past, that God may accept me into his, into his open arms, in the kingdom of heaven, with everlasting bliss, with everlasting love, with, with those who, uh, who, whom I want to be around for eternity, Jesus being the number one of those. You should ask yourself these questions. So it's common and it's, and it's, uh, it's uh, common sense that the disciples would ask this question. The truly magnificent part of this is Jesus' answer. So Jesus' answer to this, knowing human thoughts, taking the shape of man, understanding his desires, being tempted as he was. Don't forget, this is the same temptation that Jesus faced in, in the desert when the devil comes to him and tells him he can sit on the throne of the world, that he would have all the kingdoms and kingdoms bow down to his name. And Jesus turns that down. Jesus turns that down. He He's tempted with it. It's an offer to him specifically, and he turns it down because he knows that it, it's better to uh, serve in heaven than to reign in hell. No one wants to spend eternity in torment. No one wants to spend uh, eternity with Lazarus, the, whom Jesus will talk about later uh, in, in the afterlife when he says, when, when, when the rich man goes in, I mean, the poor man goes into heaven uh, with Abraham and the rich man is in torment. Nobody wants that. So Jesus's response here, Again, like so much, not thinking as humans think, but thinking as God thinks, thinking as we should try to think outside of our own selfishness, outside of our own wants, outside of our own desires to be successful, meaning money and cars and prestige and homes and everything else that comes along with that, a name to be famous, you can go you can go on and fill in all the blanks. Jesus says, no, 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 no. It's not about any of that. And he brings a child and he says, I tell you, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, it's interesting that he says, unless you change like little children. Little children believe They believe what they're told. When you're a child, you believe what you're told. If you're, which is why the the childhood development is such an important part. It's such an important aspect of raising children. The early childhood, that early childhood development. If you tell a child he can be successful, he's going to be good. He's going to be something great. They grow up with that mindset that they can be something great, that they can be something good, and that they're important and they're, they're intelligent and they're all these things. If you, at a young age, if you tell a child that he's uh, on, that he's not a good kid, that he's a, a, a 
a pain in the rear, that he's a burden on his parents. He will grow up with that, with that in the back of his mind, in his psyche. He will, they, they will continue that pattern that's been developed. So first, among everything, is that children believe. Jesus says to become like children. Believe what you're being told. He's, they're in his company. Not only are they listening to his words, but they're actually seeing the works that he's doing. They're understanding. They're being given the 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 food, the source from the source directly. They're actually being shown all of these things, being taught all of these things, being revealed all of these things in Jesus's presence. Believe. As a child believes his parents, believe when I tell you these things will come to pass. Believe when I tell you these things are real, that my Father in heaven is real, that I'm here to do good things. Believe when I tell you this is the path to the kingdom of heaven. And he says it numerous times, different aspects, different uh, parables, different situations, but always being shown and he's asking and he's commanding he's telling in order for you to be like children in order to enter the kingdom of heaven you must first believe you must you must be like them and then he says therefore whoever takes this lowly position of the child right children in our society they don't work for a living they don't uh they're not in charge of anything they don't have any power or prestige they don't have any worldly possessions they're helpless that's why they need adults because they, they can't do it on their own we must accept the fact that in order to live a a, a prosperous life a meaningful purposeful life we cannot do it on our own the trials the tribulations the struggle the obstacles the challenges are great and they can be great and they will be even greater if you don't have christ if you don't believe in god but then also you have to understand that you have nothing you really don't control much other than your own feelings only other than uh, whether or not you believe in Christ and his message or not, most of the other stuff is left to the adult in this situation. And the adult is your father in heaven. Be like the child. The child doesn't have anything. He's reliant on his parents to feed him, to clothe him, to uh, to bathe him, to shelter him, etc., etc., etc. We know everything else that we do for our children. This is what God does for us. You must allow him to do, you must believe in him, trust in his message, believe in his message, and then understand that you are powerless, you are lowly, that you don't have the ability to do the things that he does. And, and, and when we try, we will fail and the results can be catastrophic. Imagine if you saw a two-year-old or a three-year-old kid with a sharp kitchen knife trying to uh, cut brisket in your in your kitchen or trying to cut a carrot or a, a, a squash in your kitchen your heart would jump you you would be shocked you would run over to the child and say no you you can't do this you shouldn't even be trying to do this because the consequences are catastrophic now place yourself in that position in these world in this world of challenges 
in this world of struggle and God is your father looking down on you saying, you shouldn't be trying this on your own. Allow me to do it. There will be a, there will come a time where you can manage part of this situation, but now is not the time. We must rely on the father. We must rely on those who know better, who see outside of humanity, who see outside of space and time in order to, uh, in, in order to solve these problems. So in today's passage, although it's very small, it's very important. And then thirdly, think about our society today. Think about what we do to children today. We literally, in 2019, we posted this uh, just the other day. In 2019, heaven help us, 42 million babies were murdered in the womb. 42 million babies were killed in the womb. Think about what our society is doing to our children. Children as such as these. Children who we should be like with God. And instead of taking care of them, and, and instead of accepting and welcoming them, as Jesus says in verse 5, and whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Now imagine the 42 million children that are not only not welcomed as we welcome Jesus, but murdered. That means that we're murdering Jesus 42 million times. 42 million times in one year we murdered Jesus because we didn't accept, we didn't welcome children such as these. And we did not welcome him, but quite the opposite. We murdered him. Now think about the results. Think about the the psychology of a society where this becomes the norm. I read five lines of, uh, of scripture today. These five lines are important. We encourage you to reread them, re-examine uh, them. Maybe you come up with something different than what we just did. However, I'd ask that you pay attention uh, of to what Christ is saying and how we are living our lives, how this society is acting out or failing to act out. This passage, so critically important because it's specifically tells about how uh to the talks to the question about who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven and with that ladies and gentlemen i want to remind you if you want to contribute to the christian american community and we encourage you to do so we don't ask for donations we ask for participation if you're watching this video we ask that you share this video that we that you comment your thoughts on this video that you uh and you encourage other people to listen to uh, to christian american content whether it's this podcast or any other podcast that is how we build the christian american community there's not just one voice here and if there if there is only one voice let it be the voice of christ as always that's who we should be focused on that's who we should be listening to at the same time we encourage you to watch this podcast, listen to this podcast if you have audio on the audio only podcast, if that's the only way to do so. We encourage you to spread God's message. Also, go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. That's ChristianAmericanTees.com. All one word, ChristianAmericanTees.com. And pick yourself up some Christian American apparel similar to what you see me wearing right now. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you on Monday, hopefully for some inspiration. You have a great week and you stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.